0: It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy and Carrie. Love talking today about healthy competition.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater. We are so grateful that you have found the Love Ladies right here on KTXW, the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. On the line with me today, I have our beautiful, wonderful friend, Kathy Underbrot. Good morning, Kathy
0: hey good morning coach Carrie good morning Francis great to be with you today a uh, beautiful day in Texas this August and beautiful day in Idaho as well Kerry. it's starting to cool off here yesterday it was 103 degrees I don't know where that's coming from but we are looking forward to some cooler weather um, coming our way very soon uh, Francis great to have you with us I tell you we're going to be talking today Carrie about healthy competition, and I'm so excited about this topic. Um, I, I I love everything God says about uh, competition and spurring one another on and running our race and how he's equipped us for it. And we're going to be looking at what the Bible says and taking kind of a, a Christian view of the Olympics. So I'm I'm excited about that, friends. I don't know how many of you have been watching the Olympics. <laughs> I have. We're a big Olympic family, and we're going to get into it today and maybe see a little bit if Jesus were sitting next to you and chatting. What might some of his, his thoughts be? I, this is a great topic. Of course, I'm
1: super pumped about today's program uh, to get to talk about competition and really what that means and just wrap it around scripture today. Um, because I have to tell you, I've been a little conflicted at times over the, these Olympic Games, and uh, it's some of the things that have happened have really caused me to pause and think before I speak, for sure. Um, my husband and I don't necessarily have the same views on, on things that have gone on, um, and so we've had interesting conversations at our house uh, and just talking with the kids about some of the issues. So as we dive into things today, my hope prayer for you, friends, is that you will open your hearts and you'll open your minds to thinking about things as we wrap them in scripture and, um, you know, just walking this journey with us. You know, Kathy been an amazing summer. We have done all things health here on Love Talk. You know, spiritual health, health, Uh, we've talked about financial health, sexual health, healthy marriages, healthy dads, healthy schools. You know, if you have missed any of our programs over the last eight weeks, you're going to want to go back to Love Talk Network and our archives and just binge listen to the love ladies um, from love talk network you can listen to all of our programs there and man it has been an awesome awesome ride you know and
0: I i tell you harry i i loved um last program with kirk wrinkle and everything that all of his insights about healthy schools it was such an encouraging program so insightful And, friends, I tell you, if you missed last week's program on healthy schools, go to lovetalknetwork.com and pull that up on our archives. You can also share links with friends um that was a fantastic program and you know i i tell you this is our second week without miss evelyn and i just miss her so dearly last week she was off on her 70th wedding anniversary with her wonderful van and uh this week she is just dealing with a uh, a leaky pipe in her house and i love that she has these boys who uh, they know how to fix this stuff. So they're, her boys are coming around alongside her mama or their mama and their daddy, and they're just uh, getting right on top of it. But we're looking forward to having her with us next week. And I tell you, Carrie, it has been a super full summer. And it's like the Olympics have just kind of been a cherry on top of the cake. It's been a, a fantastic summer visiting with family and friends and seeing our middle child graduate. We now have two that are going to be going to college this fall. And uh, friends, I know that we're starting to set our eyes towards school starting again uh, for all of those moms and dads out there and for even some grandparents who are really actively involved in the lives of your kiddos. School's coming up, and so one of our programs that we're going to be um, doing in these next couple weeks is talking about mentally preparing for school. Um, one of the things that we're going to be talking about even in today's program is mental health. It's been a big topic this Olympics, and we thought, you know what? Let's do a topic on mental health in prepping for school. So that's going to be coming up on one of our future programs. You can always let us know what programs you're interested in us addressing any topics that you'd like us to address by going to our Facebook page on Love Talk Radio and saying, hey, Coach Carrie, Kathy, Miss Evelyn, would you guys be willing to interview someone on this or discuss this? I'd be really interested in hearing your comments. We'd love to hear from you. We we want to make sure that we're doing the um, topics that our listeners most need.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. We love to hear from our listeners, and it's always fun to get your comments and your feedback, and uh, we we would love to get that from you as we move forward on this healthy journey. Some verses for today. We're going to wrap lots of things in Scripture today. Two verses from Colossians, Colossians three seventeen. whatever you do in your deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him and then colossians three twenty three, whatever you do work heartily as for the lord and not for men boy kathy these two verses will really just smack you whenever you start thinking about competition
0: yeah <laughs> you know there, there's there's a very healthy way to compete and there's a very unhealthy way to compete. And, you know, it's funny as parents of little kids, uh, you know, I remember going to different tournaments and stuff and I'd be looking at these parents and literally they would be losing their minds from the stands. Uh, as their kids were competing because they felt like maybe their kids were getting unfair calls or uh, they didn't like uh what the, the the direction that the coach was making, and I was thinking you know you're not you 're not training your kids on how to compete in a healthy way, and what we do as parents and how we respond to the competitions of our kids, we are training them up in the way that they should go, and so I, you know I, I think when we see these athletes competing, I always look and go. Well, how did your mama raise you that you'd compete like that? And then I look at some of these competitions and I go, wow, you got a good mama. You're a good competitor. And uh, it's not just winning or losing. It's how you win and how you lose and how you compete. It's the whole package. I'm look for, looking forward to chatting about that today.
1: You know, it's interesting this summer um, as I traveled around with Logan, and watching these very high level athletes, many of these kids are gonna go play division one basketball and be big time basketball players. And the way that they conducted themselves was it, it 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 ran the spectrum, right? From kids that as soon as they would walk on the court, you know, they would whisper in somebody's ear, like, Do you know who I am? It really has <laughs> it, it walks up to one of our players, like, "You know who I am? I'm a four star." And you know they rank these guys based on, you know, are you a four star athlete? Are you a five star athlete? Uh, Do you know who I am? I'm? A four star, and told him his name. You know, I'm just like, oh "My gosh, really?" And and then you have these other guys that just put their heads down and play. And then after the game is over, you look them up and you go, "Oh, yeah, that guy's already committed to Princeton." Oh, yeah, that guy is going to, you know, oh, he's, he's got offers from Texas and Baylor and, and, uh, Oklahoma State. You know, it, you don't even know because they just put their head down and play. So it definitely ranges, uh, you know, runs the gamut as far as how people conduct themselves during competition. Now, Kathy, I know that we're, and we've given her a little bit of an update but you've got girls going off to college here in the next couple of weeks and but we have not heard an update on your
0: bible study (laughs) oh my gosh i'm so excited i am in the final proof and so you know i'm learning i've all i've written chapters in books and i've written training manuals and and you know, but I've never actually written a a book. And this little book that I thought, oh, you know, it might be like a hundred pages long. It, when I got everything in it that I want and got all the exercises that I want wanted in it, uh, it's about 237 pages. And so, right. you know, you write it, and I, I wrote it across the course of eight months. And then you have to go back and rewrite sections and make sure everything fits together and all the references are right. And then you start really the editing process. And, and I, um, so I'm on the third round of edits, which is the final round. My publisher said, okay, this is, this is the last round and, and that's it. And so it will be ready for this fall. Um, as soon as I get this final proof, I'll be sending it out to different uh, friends and women's ministry directors. And uh, so any ladies who do not yet have your um, selected Bible study for the fall, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to send you out um, a book that you can use with your ladies as a Bible study Um Friends, if you are looking to do just a private study in your home this fall, I, I, I just love this. It has completely transformed my prayer life and really made me dig into God's Word and I've learned so much through it. And I've also worked with my mom who is a, a Christian counselor and she's been a Christian counselor for, oh my goodness, about almost 30 years now. And there have been certain exercises that she's taken me through um, as I've kind of grown up and grown into an adult, and so I've modified those and simplified those and built those into the study as well. So, uh, friends, it's like you have a prayer coach right by your side, teaching you how to pray. You make uh, about a fifteen commit a fifteen minute commitment each day. Uh, and uh, it's for uh, six weeks, five days each week. So it's very doable, very straightforward. And it is called My Voice, His Heart, Experiencing Prayer in God's Will. And I'm excited to to share it with everyone, Carrie. I literally am about three weeks away from uh, being able to launch it.
1: Yay! Kathy, yeah. I'm proud of you. My Voice, His Heart. I love it. Um, We're so proud of you. I know that when you uh, first had this, vision, you thought, okay, yeah, I'll whip that right up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And um, here you are what a year and a half later.
0: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Um, and I, I'm so proud of you. I know this has been a big undertaking, um, a labor of love, but it's your passion too. You are such a great teacher, and coach about uh, about praying um, and being diligent in praying for those that we love, as well as praying for ourselves. Um, and I just, I'm so proud of you. I cannot wait with this to be released and for everyone to experience the wonderfulness of your teaching and uh, and your guidance, Kathy. So super proud of you, my friend.
0: Well, it's so funny. You know, I did this as a, a request to uh, women's ministry in uh, San Antonio, Universal City out there. And, uh, so I thought, okay, I'm going to do it like I, I'm just their prayer coach and I'm just going to, you know, kind of work on it step by step. And so at the, at the bottom of the book, I actually have, look, six weeks with a personal prayer coach. And, uh, I didn't realize there is actually a, a, a certification that you can get as a prayer coach. And so now I'm like, well, I put it on the book. I better go get my certification. And so even though I've been working with ladies, oh my goodness, for, uh, I don't know, 15 years now, kind of coaching them through prayer, encouraging them in prayer, teaching prayer. Uh, I, I've, I, I didn't know there was a such thing as a prayer coach. And so this, you know, kind of saying yes to this has led to a lot more yeses and a lot more growth than I ever really thought I would have. And, and so it's been a fantastic journey. And I think so many times, you know, when God asks us to say yes, sometimes he asks for a little yes and sometimes he asks for a big yes. Um, but he never gives us the full picture because I think if he ever gave us the full picture, we'd say, no, 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 no. And I love how how he equips us each step of the way uh, to uh, say yes to him and enjoy the journey and enjoy the struggle. Even when it's hard, even when it's difficult, uh, we turn to him, we trust in him, we grow in him, we walk that path that that he calls us to walk and we live his way and it's a, a beautiful journey that he he calls us to say yes to.
1: Oh, Kathy, that is that is absolutely wonderful. I'm so proud of you. I guess there'll be two coaches um in the love lady lineup from <laughs> here on out. Um, Coach Carrie and Coach Kathy. I love it. Well, today, friends, when we return to love talk, we will talk about some Olympic stuff. We'll talk about competition. Uh, Kathy and I will dive <laughs> into and wrestle with some of the topics tumbling around the the Olympics and hopefully challenge you to put on your thinking cap as we examine some controversial issues regarding competition when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies, and I am Coach Kerry Brinkater. And on the line, I have my beautiful friend, Kathy Endebrock. and today we are discussing competition, and, you know, it's just Kathy and I today, we're so missing Miss Evelyn, but we're really going to talk about some things that um, that we've experienced as we go through this Olympic period, and I know there's been a lot of unrest, you know, surrounding the Olympic Games, um, but even if you're not a competitive person, using our talents and abilities to glorify God is important. God gave us all talents and abilities. Maybe your talent is cooking meals for people when they're sick or they have a baby, um, or maybe your talent is knitting little booties for sweet little babies that are born in your church. You know, those are talents and abilities that you are absolutely using to glorify God. They're non-competitive talents and abilities, and then there, there are those of you listening that have talents and abilities that um, you use in competition. God has given you an amazing uh, way to compete and you're using those talents and abilities to glorify him. So we'll look at that. We'll look at some protests and things that have happened uh, through these Olympic games and, decide kind of where we stand and look at those critically um also we'll take a peek at mental health and competition today now I got to tell you a funny story about Kathy and I we didn't know each other very well um golly I I think we had I think we had both kids Maybe maybe I just had one and Kathy had two anyhow we're sitting in a church meeting and this was 15 plus years ago and um I walked into the meeting. I had just uh, had basketball practice. It was the first week of basketball practice, and at some point I made some crack, some comment about, well, I didn't make anyone puke or cry today, so I don't really know if it was a good question. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I just remember Kathy's head just whipped around, and she looked at me like, (gasps) what? And she asked me some kind of question like, Carrie, are you? Are you serious do do people throw up and cry during your practices and I you know I kind of had said it in jest but yes sometimes people cried and yes sometimes people threw up but um anyway and Kathy was just appalled at this (laughs) but now you know she has children that are competing in not only uh horse competitions but has a daughter that's a very competitive basketball player so Kathy are you naturally a competitive person, or do you just enjoy watching your kids compete?
0: Well, I am, I'm super competitive because I, I grew up with four brothers, but I'm competitive in a, a different way because I grew up with four brothers, so I, I rarely won anything. Only one of them was, was younger than me. Uh, so when it comes to competing, I compete on anything that has to do with academics, and, uh, I tell you, this actually really, in my opinion, helped Eric graduate from college with scholarships because <laughs> I was so competitive. We, we ended up taking classes together and I wanted to get, uh, you know, we, on the same test, we would study together and then I would want the better grade. Mm. Well, you know, that's kind of emasculating for a man to have his girlfriend like, uh, Uh, be getting better grades on a test that they had both studied for and they had both sat through the same class. And so Eric and I started having fun with it and we would compete on exams and all like that. But when it comes to athletics, I know that physicality is not my talent. So I just enjoy playing. So I love to play baseball. I love to play football. I do not throw like a girl. I definitely throw a football like like a, a, a boy. I get a really nice spiral when I throw a football. Right. And, um, but I, it's, it's not my talent. So I just have fun doing it. But in anything where God <clears throat> has equipped me, anything that has to do with academics, yes, very competitive.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. You know, it sounds like you and Eric handled you're taking classes together much better than Ashley and I did. Uh, we did the same in graduate school, took the same classes, uh, shared one set of books, and, um, yeah, definitely competing for that higher test grade. Um, but I'm not going to say that we handled it as well as you I wouldn't say that it was fun for either of us um, because we're so competitive. Um, well, as we get into this, you know, Kathy – my first question that I'd like to pose, and you know, we can both discuss this, is how does God really call us to use our talents and abilities? You know, as we talk about, you know, what maybe cooking is our talent, or, or like I said, you know, knitting little booties for uh, sweet little babies. Um, you know, or uh, throwing out football like a like a champion and being incredibly blessed athletically you know what is god really calling us
0: to do when he's blessed
1: us with these talents and abilities
0: i mean he's he's called us to use them according to the rules his rules to i you know there's i love that christ says i am the way i am the truth i am the life And uh, there's this scripture in Galatians in, in five, seven, it says you were running a good race who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth. And so I think that, you know, God calls us that when we compete, we need to be competing according to the rules. We need to be competing according to the ways that he has set before us and um so i mean that there's definitely a, a way that you can compete where your sole focus is on winning and nothing else matters as long as you win or you can use the competition to glorify god um with the gifts and the talents and the abilities that he's given you
1: well two yeah for sure two points on that you know the first one is i think that competition really allows each of us to find a role where we can make a positive contribution to society, right? Yeah. You know, whatever that may be, that God has allowed us to um, to make a positive contribution to society in a way that we work and serve others by doing good for them. It's also a way to not only show our wisdom and kindness, but fairness as well towards others, even when we compete. Um, I love how God has really given, um, some people, he has, uh, given some people incredible talents and abilities. And then there are those of us that, you know, maybe I, I'm still searching for mine. Um, I'm not particularly a great cook, but I have several things that I feel like I do well. And so when people are sick, I really enjoy, you know, making that pot of soup and taking that over there to people, again, it's not, you know, I can't really say that cooking is is a fantastic gift of mine, but maybe that service is. And so, um, so I do absolutely enjoy that. And that's a talent and ability that I can use to glorify God. You know, the second thing that you said is that a lot of times um, that competition, you know, really leads to um, uh, sin. Honestly, right? Pride. And there's definitely a difference between trying to do a job better than others on the one hand and trying to harm others and prevent,
0: prevent them from maybe earning a living. Well, you know, Kara, I think that's exactly right. There is this point at which competition ceases to be God glorifying right. and, and, and begins to be all about self. And, um, so, you know, I love all of the athletes that, you know, when they win, uh, they just, they just give all the glory to God. But I really love the athletes that when they lose, they give all of their effort to God. They, they really talk about how God even brought them to this place to be able to compete. And so I think that win or lose, uh, recognizing that, um, We've run the the race well and maintaining that that uh, humility and giving the glory to God. I I just I love that in these Olympic athletes. But I, I think you're right that there is this point sometimes when competition does cease to be God glorifying, and it's when that competition brings us to this point of being tempted to sin in order to win. And if you have to sin in order to win. The win is no good friends it's 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 it, it's it's not a win it's a failure well, when we're
1: talking about something other than athletics, you know it, for example you know there's there's nothing wrong with trying to run the best car repair shop in town right uh you advertise, you um have great people working for you, great customer service there's nothing wrong with trying to be the best car repair shop in town. But where it turns into being sinful is if you start lying about the mechanic down the road or, you know, stealing his tools or something like that, sabotaging him, right? Then the competition has, has turned sinful. And so there's an example outside of sports, um, for, for those that are listening going, wait a minute, I, I don't compete in sports, but, um, you know, sometimes competition can turn, but competition is not evil. I mean, over and over again in Scripture, uh, it it talks about competition. 1 Corinthians 9.25, every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we, an imperishable, as he's talking about salvation. And so, you know, there's, you know, 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. There's competition in the Bible for sure. Um, And it's not all evil. Um, So we don't want it to obscure that for us as we move forward. Okay, Kathy. So I've heard, you know, I deal with a population of um, mainly folks in their 60s, 70s, and 80s as I teach my Parkinson's classes that I absolutely love and um, my exercise classes for Parkinson's, I should say. And... um, I've heard a lot of things kind of swirling around the Olympics about how it's a hotbed for protests against America. And some people are so angry they have refused to watch the Olympics and it makes me sad.
0: Um, and so how, you know, how, how would you respond to this? You know, I, cause we there, we have a couple family members as well. We were, uh, we had them over, um, for dinner, and we said, "Hey, you know, how are you liking how are you liking the Olympics?" And, uh, and and they said, "Yeah, we're we're not watching it." They were so disgusted with the uh, women's soccer team mm-hmm. and how they had just completely disrespected the American flag, how they were um, ungracious uh, of the values of America. They, you know, they talked badly about uh, the nation. And so they just said, yeah, we're, if that's what our athletes are about, we're not going to watch it. And so Eric and I responded, well, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, 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 that are, those are just those athletes. Those are just some athletes. There are lots and lots and lots of athletes who do give the glory to God, who just have tears in their eyes when that American flag um comes up and, um, and our anthem begins to play, so uh, you know I think that that yes, in any situation uh in work in play in society, there are going to be those you know bad apples who kind of make things uh kind of yuck that they give that yuck factor, but you don't shut it all down just because of them and you know this is one thing i I have to say someone helped me understand this a, a long time ago that um God has kind of built in, and, and I mean, Carrie, you had included some of this in your production notes that competition is, is, God has given all these different talents to other people. And God has kind of created that the more, the more work that you put into something, the greater reward. Yep. He even yep. says, Hey, if you're not going to work, you shouldn't be able to eat. You know, obviously, He also makes Um, for orphans and widows, he goes, okay, guys, for them, you feed them. And he talks about the talents and the more You know, when we talk about the, the faithful steward investing the talent, the one who really went and worked hard and invested it, their reward was greater. Now that very much holds true in the United States of America because we have a, a constitution based on God's word. We have a legal system based on God's word. We have what I would call a righteous based society where, where right is rewarded. And wrong is not rewarded. Well, we have gotten more and more and more away from that. The more we have taken God out of our educational process, the more we've taken God out of government, the more we've kicked God out of the marketplace, the more and more good behavior does not always bring righteous reward um, but bad behavior or zero effort is actually bringing equivalent reward. Well, so I, I think that when we see these athletes stand up there and um, knock back the country who has enabled them to come up from nothing to achieve Olympic status and be able to earn a gold medal, we see that, that it's our nation that has allowed them, who's given them the free choice to go and do that and aspire to that, and and so when they knock that back and degrade that, I think it does cause us uh, a, a bit of angst. And you know, you see nations like China who basically they pluck these children out of their parents' homes, <laughs> and as long as these ch- children win, their parents. Get their apartment paid for and their family is taken care of. But as soon as these children stop winning, they basically just get, get thrown away uh whereas in the United States it's it's not that way the child gets to choose the parents get to choose and if they're not successful at one thing well there's a 100 other things that they can go and be successful in and so there is so many paths to success in the United States being a, an Olympic athlete is just one of those paths that that we reward but it does take effort it takes perseverance And so anyway, I I love that we can reward that. And I would just encourage all of our friends and listeners out there, go and watch the Olympics. We have so many athletes who are, who love this country, who love this nation and who recognize the benefits of, of being in this nation and who uphold and give glory to God in their successes.
1: You know, I, I love the Olympics. I remember watching the Olympics as a kid. Um, I worked uh, at Southwestern University here in Georgetown with a five-time Olympian, Francie Larue Smith, who is the most humble human being I have ever met she was in five olympics um i mean she's just amazing um back in 1992 my husband and i were in graduate school in auburn alabama and his sweet mother um got us tickets to the 1992 olympic games in atlanta and we went to track and field, and that was when it was Michael Johnson with the gold shoes and Flojo with the nails and Jackie Joyner-Kersey. I mean, it was all the greats. And, oh, my stars, I loved it. I loved every single thing about it. I has I have such pride in my country. And, you know, we can look at we, – we can get soured by the sour grapes. But it's so minuscule compared to the number of athletes that truly love this country and are so grateful to be competing for their country, whether they're Christian or non-Christian. We don't always know. Um, Like Sam Kendricks, pole vaulter. He won the bronze medal in 2016. He won gold in the last two world championships. He holds the American record for pole vaulting at almost 20 feet. and during the Olympic trials, he stopped. They were playing the national anthem for some other event on the track, and he completely stopped on the track as he was running up to go take a, a pole vault jump and laid his pole down and saluted the flag. And, it, I mean, it just brings tears to your eyes. And I don't know if this young man loves Jesus or not, but he sure does love his country. And that, I, I mean, that is, to me, what it's all about. Um, The most decorated swimmer this year, Caleb Dressel, he won oh, five yeah. gold medals, five gold medals. And, um, you know, Kathy, I'm a 48-year-old woman, and he's a 24-year-old young man. But, wow, he was fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right um, And concerning his faith in, faith in God, he may not agree with tattoos, um, but he has a giant eagle tattoo on his arm. And he says that that is from Isaiah 40:31. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength, and they will soar on wings like eagles. And he said that he has hope and faith in the Lord. He's confident that the whole in the Holy Spirit. And he had to take a break um, because, you know, Kathy, these athletes go through a lot. And but he said his faith in God is the reason he's in the sport. It's not just to to swim fast times, but to inspire people and show them where I find my happiness with what God's given me. I mean, that's what it's all about right there. Allison Felix, by the time... This program airs today at 10 o'clock. Allison Felix will know if she is the 100-meter champion. Um, You know, she is just um, an amazing athlete. This is, I, I can't remember. She's the most decorated female track and field athlete. She's a mom. She's a wife, and um, this is her last go round, right? She knows that, and she talks about her Christian faith. She's even said she tells her 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 little one, her little girl. She said um, that she that God gave her flying legs. <laughs> that she's very quick in every single interview to give glory to God and to thank God for where she's been and. Where she's going. So I, I mean, Kathy, we could talk about a million of these stories that I've heard in these Olympic games. Um, so I don't want us to get soured on the ones that, you know, we just don't enjoy watching.
0: You know, I, I think that's right, and we can choose who we rally around and whose name we mention over the dinner table and who we hold up uh, to our kiddos as. Um, heroes of the faith and as um, people who exemplify competition the way God intended it. You know, you had, had mentioned, are um, you included in your production notes, Carrie, this Washington Examiner article? Uh, it says, who represents you, Gwen Berry or Tamira Mensa stock and yes, I tell yes. you, I love uh, Tamyra and she is this female wrestler, this American wrestler, who is just phenomenal. And whenever I think of wrestling, because I, I just love to watch all of these competitions. I love to watch the track and think about everything that Paul has called us to in the New Testament to run our race. I love to watch um, the, the uneven bars and gymnastics and everything that these girls do with their bodies and and all of the courage and bravery. But I love wrestling. I just love wrestling really? because it it makes me remember back to Jacob wrestling with Christ in the Old Testament. And that they wrestled like all night long, all night long. And I I just love that, that, you know, Christ will enter in and wrestle with us. And so I just, I don't know, I feel like I could just see Jesus, uh, spurring on Tamyra Mensah stock and encouraging her. And I'm thinking one day in heaven we might see Tamara Mensa stock and Jesus going at it on the wrestling pad. I bet you it'll <laughs> yeah, happen. That article
1: came out it just came out August the fourth. Um so I, I would encourage our listeners to look that up. Washington Examiner again. The name of the article is "Who Represents You?" Gwen Berry or Myron Issa Stock. And you know, not to give much credence to what Gwen Berry did, but she's a U.S. hammer thrower, and um, she turned during the Olympic trials. She turned away from the um, from the stand as she got her bronze medal uh, as the national anthem was being played, she has definitely um, said that the flag does not represent her. And, you know, she's just been incredibly disparaging to the country that's given her everything, honestly. Um, but then you've got Tamira, who says uh, in her peppy voice and she her giant smile, oh, and by the way, uh, Gwen Berry got 11th place. Um, overall in the Olympic games and Tamira won a gold medal in oh. Tamira, as she's got the star spangled banner wrapped around her muscular shoulders you know she thanks God and she says I love representing the USA I love living there I love it I am so happy I get to represent the United States of America I mean it will bring tears to your eyes if you have not seen that interview It'll bring tears to your eyes, you know, whereas Gwen Berry, uh, kind of carries herself. She kind of sulks around that she doesn't, you can tell she just has zero joy. And then you look at Tamira and she's just filled with joy. And it's just so sad that, um, some of us are choosing to side with Winberry, um, but I tell you what, I'm going to side with Tamira Mensah Stock, and I'd encourage you to go look up that article. Uh, friends, we have just a few more minutes left of Love Talk. When we return, we do have one more segment as we talk about healthy competition. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of the mental health aspect uh, of this as we move forward here on Love Talk. When we return, right after this.
0: And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas, Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership here on 101.1 FM and 1120 AM, talking about healthy competition. And... Everything Olympics right now, Carrie, I've had so much fun talking through these first two segments. Friends, if you have missed our first two segments, you can go back to lovetalknetwork.com and grab it on our archives after this program airs. It will be posted to our archives. Well, Carrie, so we have talked about uh several things today. How does God call us to use our talents and abilities to glorify him? Even if we're not Olympic athletes, he has called us to this, to use our talents and abilities to glorify him. We've talked about when does competition cease to be God-glorifying and begin to be sinful. We've talked about the truth that competition is not evil. Matter of fact, God has set it up that more effort brings more reward. Who are we keeping our eyes on as we compete? You know, I think sometimes if we're keeping it, uh, solely on the win, it's gonna cause us to sin, but if we keep our eyes on God, uh, He can accomplish great things. And, um, so we, we, our final thing in our final segment that I really want to talk about with you is the whole issue of mental health. And, you know, Carrie, I think that with, uh, with us just kind of coming out of COVID, you know, I still, our nation is still struggling with that in several areas, but mental health has kind of been rising to the forefront as an issue that we've seen, um, you know, increase as people have been in, in lockdowns and kiddos have been out of school. But, boy, I tell you, these Olympic Games that began on July 23rd, I know they wrap up August 8th, basically tomorrow is going to be the closing ceremonies. But mental health has, has been a big issue and there's been, uh, so much discussion about the best athlete in the world, the American gymnast Simone Biles. She pulled out of most of the gymnastics competitions, um, because of what's called the, the twisties, it's a condition that caused her really not to be spatially of, aware of where she is as she flips through the air, and it can be brought on by extreme anxiety. And uh, we did see her just compete yesterday on the beam, but she pulled out initially of the team competition, the all-around competition And, um, we saw a lot of people praising her for pulling out at the last minute on her team. We saw a lot of people, um, I wouldn't say condemning, but being pretty harsh and and unforgiving, uh, you know, calling her a selfish and, um, and, and lacking courage and lacking bravery for pulling out. Uh, so I really wanna, wanna talk about this, Carrie. What's your take on it? You know, I'm, I'm conflicted. Um, about this one, and,
1: and here's why. Um, back in the early 2000s, I was coaching at Southwestern and I had a student that was really struggling with some mental illness, a, a player, uh, that was studying with some mental She was my starting point guard. He was going to be a senior. Um, she was a rock. I mean, she was our team captain. And before season started, we basically had to go on 24-hour suicide watch where we kind of took turns uh, making sure that somebody was with her at all times. Um, She eventually had to go home. And um, it was the first time in my life, Kathy, that I had really experienced true mental illness uh, face-to-face. Before that, I just kind of had the misconception that you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just get over it. Like, move your body. Go. You know, figure it out. It'll be okay. And uh seeing her and what she went through really helped me develop um, just an empathy for those that are struggling with mental illness. And so, uh, you know, I think back to that time. And, and so I want to be very sensitive. Um, and the, the condition that Simone has is more than just a mental illness. It's a physical thing that she's going through. Um, I don't have a problem with Simone saying, look, I can't compete. You know, I, I, she can pull out if she wants. Does it hurt her teammates? Yeah. Um, might she look back in six months, a year, years and go, man, I wish I'd have just gutted it out. Whether I got tenth place or not, I wish I'd have just gutted it out. I hope she doesn't have any regrets, you know, because you're on the biggest stage in the world. Could she have just gutted it out? I hope she doesn't experience any further uh, mental ramifications because she she uh, pulled out of the Olympic Games, um, you know, because I think you, as an athlete, you may have a tendency to go man, I should have, I could have, you know, what, what was I thinking? Um, And so I, I hope she doesn't have more ramifications because of that. Here's the thing that I have a problem with. I have a problem with the media pretending that quitting or her, her pulling out is the new winning. It's not, it's not her quitting is not the new win. winning is winning. That's where competition comes into play. When you compete and you win, you are a winner. When you don't compete, you're not a winner. She might be doing what's best for her mental health. She might be doing what's best for her physical health. But to label that as the new winning, I can't get behind that. That's where this ha, thats where this kind of uh, goes around for me. I can't, I can't get behind calling that winning. Does that make sense, Kathy? I feel, you know. But
0: yeah, I, no, I because I, I, I agree with you. Like, I applaud that she would pull out and give another gymnast an opportunity to compete. I mean, she does have a fellow teammate that ended up taking silver, who was actually going to be on her way back to the United States with zero opportunity to compete. So I do applaud the fact that she says, you know, I... I just, I can't do this. It's dangerous for me to do this. And I'm going to give, I'm going to give someone else the opportunity to compete. Um, I agree with you that the media, I don't like the way the media has approached this. And and I want to use Simone Manuel, a swimmer. He's Mm -hmm. uh, a two-time gold and two silver medals in 2016. And uh Manuel was afflicted with overtraining. So it's a condition that left him mentally depressed. Um Wait, hang um, on. One- Hang on, it's it's Simone Manuel. Oh, that's she, right, it's her. It's her. It's a a female female it's swimmer. And so her body was exhausted, and um, her doctor ordered her to halt working out for three weeks in March of this year. So at the Olympic trials in June, she failed to qualify for the finals of the 100 meter freestyle. But she is now in Tokyo after qualifying in the 50 meter freestyle, and she says this of her experience. I just had to take a moment to praise God. And and um Simone Manuel Manuel told NBC Sports after winning the race and securing her spot in Tokyo. She said this, I mean this year's been difficult, especially the last couple months. But before I dove in, I felt like it was my moment, and I'm so thankful for the blessings that God has given me. And so when I I compare Simone um, Manuel and Simone Biles, I say, okay, Simone Biles, something happened leading up to the Olympics that she did not prepare for uh, the race, that she did not go into a place and be quiet and deal with the anxiety before she got there. And I think that so many times before we step out on the track, what we do to prepare with God to equip us for the race has ramifications of the race. And, you know, it just makes me think of when you step out in prayer in the morning before each day to really equip you for that day. Uh, I know for me personally, it, it Those days that I don't spend God in prayer, I have a higher tendency to feel overwhelmed. I have a higher tendency to feel completely out of control. I have a higher ten- tendency to respond emotionally rather than pausing and thinking before I respond. And so I think so many times that being quiet and still before God and reminding ourselves that he is the one uh, that we're even – in this for, that he's the one that we're stepping out for, that it's not uh, about us. And, and I think that when it comes to mental health, um, while I think a good counselor can do amazing, amazing things, and sometimes we even need to, to get the help of medication for a while, um, and in, in some mental illnesses, medication goes for a little bit longer than a while, I think getting into God's Word and spending time with him Uh, there is no value that you can possibly uh, place on that. It can get us with such a firm foundation under our feet. Well, I think
1: uh, nothing else. It's taught us um, as we look at these situations to step back, to be mindful of how we speak, right, Um, to maybe uh, dampen our first reaction, uh, whether that's to uh, villainize or call a hero, um, and to really step back and examine the situation, and I'm not saying my opinion is is right. Uh, it's just my opinion, right? Uh, And it's how I feel about competition and how I feel about the fact of, of winning, you know, that that's a big deal. You know, we train and train and train and train and train. And some people become winners and some people are not winners, but they have done their absolute best at about 10th place. And that's the best they could do at the Olympic Games. That's the best in the world. That's amazing. And so um, I've loved watching the Olympics, and I filter out the things that that, um, that I don't agree with. I want to be uh, prayerful for those that are demeaning our country. And I pray that as we move forward with one more day of the Olympics left, actually two, right, today and tomorrow, Sunday, that, you know, go and watch those closing ceremonies and and enjoy the rest of the event as you can. Friends, we love you so much, Our time on Love Talk comes to a close. Um, And we just, uh, we want to remind you that we have our Archives on Love Talk network. We want to remind you that Jesus loves you, that he wants to know you and have a relationship with you. And if you have any questions about that, you can call us on the love line, 512 249 Six five three five. From my beautiful colleague, Kathy Brock. I am Kathy Brinkater. We'll see you next time right here.